Hey nerds, this is Paige of Cosplaying Cocktails. We just wanted to give you all a little bit of a heads up that there are some audio issues within this recording and we did our very best to uh, work around them. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, listener. I start this one. God damn it. You're starting with me, comma, Jesse, as always. Uh, and this is Paige, and welcome to our you podcast. You as always. Well, you screwed it up. This is Cosplay <laughs> Cocktails, folks, as always. <laughs> I didn't screw it up. You always screw it up. Uh, Why are you being so hateful? <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast. I'm yeah. getting my Divorce. bindle. Divorce. I'm getting my stick with a bandana. Like the bunny from yeah. Muppet Vision. Yeah. I love the Muppets. Uh, so we have a fun episode for you today. We have a special guest who will reveal herself in a moment. What? <laughs> uh, but also, um, we're going to talk about our first con post-COVID that we are going to. And yeah, we bought, we bought tickets. We've made plans. Everything's yep. official now. Yep. So uh, we're really excited about it. And we wanted to talk to someone who knows about this con because we've never been. Uh, I'm really not going to say who it is. Okay, Jesse, uh, cocktail corner. Well, this is red wine. Yeah, we are drinking red wine today in honor of our guest, Sheila of Red Shoes Red Wine. Hello, I am drinking Chianti. Ooh, fancy. No, Chianti's not fancy. Chianti's the stuff that you would have seen on the tables with a candle, you know, sticking in the bottle after, you know, like with a little basket at the bottom. But I think it's it's making a resurgence of not being that wine. I don't care if it's that wine. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, this is just like a super cheap uh, sweet red wine that uh, just happens to be one of our fan favorites around here. Uh, hey, Jesse, don't you have a segment that isn't really new anymore? Uh, yeah. Something's on my mind, that means question time. I'm gonna ask you a question. What are you guys most anxious or apprehensive about going back to our first con in a year and a half? Um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff that we're like super excited about. Um, but I've not been to Texas since I was like really super young. So I just don't know, like, afraid of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the heat is going to be different from like Georgia heat or Florida heat. We're going like... to be inside most of the day. I don't know. I've never scared of Texas. Okay. <laughs> Well, and also it is going to be our first con like back from COVID. And so like, you know, not that I'm scared of that, but just like, uh, you know, the uncertainty of how things are going to look at conventions now and, uh, you know, the um, measures, uh, safety measures and um, just what's that going to look like? I am scared. My brother was also scared of Texas because of <laughs> basically so I was at the big. age of them. <laughs> Yeah, I was at the age of to make him be afraid because there was like, I was like, oh, sharks, like you're going to eat by a shark. And then there was a tropical storm. What tropical storms turn into? Sharknado. They turn into hurricanes. Alas, <laughs> I was not creative enough as a 14 year old to think of Sharknado. I mean, I might have been missing out on a million dollar idea there. But... 
Yeah, I mean, please don't jinx this page. <laughs> like, I mean, I can help you with some of your apprehensions. For me, I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've been here all my life, so I can help you uh, navigate these awful weather situations. Um, for me, I I really don't know how different it's going to be. Like the CDC guidelines are changing every day, and I don't know if we're going to have to 100% mask the whole time or. I just I really don't know so I mean my my lineup is kind of fluid right now on what I think we I would want to wear I see I say we including my husband and and my niece um kind of depends on a lot of factors so I'm the only thing I'm apprehensive about really is the unknown I'm a planner so really not knowing what that landscape is going to look like is making me a little nervous but I'm you and Jesse bonding really just makes so much sense right now. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot in common. <laughs> what I'm most apprehensive about is that everything is still so uncertain that we can't do very much planning. Uh, it's also the thing that I'm most nervous about for Dragon Con. Uh, just uh, I'm super excited that cons are coming back. Um, so I'll definitely want to go regardless, but it's just because we don't know, are we going to be wearing masks? Are we not? Is there going to be capacity limits? Is there not, you know, what kind of events are they're going to be able to be having? It's just, you know, really, really open-ended. But if anything, I really should be looking at that as a way to plan more. I've just thought of that. Right. So kind of the point of this entire episode is, uh, you know, we are getting ready to go to our first uh, post-COVID con, which we've mentioned, um, and uh, that's going to happen in July at Comic Palooza in Houston, and Sheila invited us to that when we interviewed her um, last year, and so we are going, and we're so excited to hang out with her and um, just get back into the stuff we love and be able to bring you guys more convention stuff. So uh, we wanted Sheila to come on and kind of fill us in on her experience with Comic Palooza, um, what she thinks uh, we need to know and anybody who's interested needs to know, and kind of talk about uh, all the things that we're so excited to get into. I mean, should I start out and say that, you know, hashtag not a sponsor and, you know, I'm not affiliated with a con. I'm just, you know, big dumb Houstonian down here excited to go back to my first con in a year and a half. So this, when you guys had me on the show a year ago, um, you know, I was telling you about the first time that I ever costumed or cosplayed out of Halloween and I was a Ghostbuster and I went to Mm -hmm. Comic Palooza. That was my first like kind of nerd thing where I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's nice. (laughs) What is this new thing? This whole new world. So it it'll be interesting to come out of a pandemic and go back to where I started um, outside of Halloween and getting into the, the geek, you know, being openly geek. So, um, so that's just really my experience is that, that I'm a Houstonian. I live here. I go to comic pillows every year. I'm not affiliated with, you know, any, any of the vendors, nothing. This is just like, these are my opinions <laughs> and I'm very opinionated. So, you know, just take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so like both of you have been to Texas, you've been to Houston. I know it's been a long time for both of you, but um, but like Houston in general, 
I don't know if we're maybe misunderstood or if people just think that we just drive around or ride around on horses and go to work. I mean, that does happen, I mean, but I'm I don't. Scared. I'm pretty scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing you should be afraid of is the traffic. But like once you get to where you're going to be from the airport, you don't have to worry about that anymore. But we, I mean, we are like the fourth largest city with population. We're We're spread out over probably an area around the size of Rhode Island um super diverse um such a wide range of economy here from energy to space medical transportation um all of that so like you're gonna get a little bit of everything in Houston like it love it hate it can do without it you're gonna get all of it (laughs) because we're, we're kind of like a hub city for a lot of things so And then, you know, for you guys coming down um, specifically for a purpose that isn't what we normally see from outsiders coming in, we get a lot of transplants that come here for business. Um, A lot of people come here and they'll just fly in to attend Super Bowl, which we've had a couple of times. Um, They'll go to Galveston and get on a cruise ship and go away and then come back. But we like people don't come to Houston to vacation. That's not something that I'm used to seeing like ever. So you guys might be trailblazer blazers coming we're, we're here pioneers. for a convention. Yeah, like, right, like, yeah, I, yeah, but I think you'll get a little bit of everything. And you, please don't jinx this page with the hurricane thing or the Sharknado thing because, like, yeah. here, like June first is a milestone for Houstonians or anybody living along the coast, including people in Florida, because that's when it starts. Like, there's this conveyor belt of shitty weather coming in and we're just always on edge and we're looking at the middle of july for comic palooza so it's kind of like going to dragon con in september it's like i mean are we gonna get a hurricane are we you hurricane know, like, season's normally a little bit later do you guys have it earlier uh gulf of mexico will see storms earlier in the season so you know we've we've got you know, the jet stream that comes down and these little you know gyres that form and and sometimes um, some of the really nasty ones that we've seen that happen earlier in the season form in kind of the Caribbean or they're little infants in the Caribbean and they just kind of sneak up like hey guys <laughs> I'm early <laughs> so um, August September is kind of the worst part of the season for us being on the western northwestern side of the Gulf of Mexico but. Um, east coast and atlanta and they're more like september and on they see more now that's just that's just statistics and so it's like a crapshoot and we don't really know but i'll be watching and i'll keep you guys posted and i'll like i mean the the biggest thing is we're not staying in galveston which for anybody listening is about an hour drive southeast of downtown houston to a little barrier island on the coast that doesn't really have a high elevation so when hurricanes come through a lot of times they'll just tell you know a lot of low-lying residents um you should get off the island (laughs) so like we don't have to worry about that here so since we don't have to worry about flying into a sharknado fingers crossed um sheila what kind of advice do you have for us since we are road tripping your way um anything we have to see or do on our way or things to avoid for people who live in the state of texas in general know about this kind of like a mecca of gas stations called Bucky's and you can't miss it yeah. because there's a big beaver as a logo. Yes, we actually just went to Bucky's uh on our way home from Florida this year. It's ridiculous. Oh, like, <laughs> the biggest gas station I've ever seen. 
I got like this uh, barbecue sandwich and like it was like made right there in the gas station. And, like the guys were yelling. Yes, girl, this is a crazy. Yeah, well, there's the guys yelling at the gas station. <laughs> no, no, these are from. That's because they're on meth. <laughs> I meth. I don't know what's gonna happen at Bucky's. I'm a little uh, bit. Prepare yourself for a shit show. Like it could, it could go either way. It could be like nobody's there, or you could go, "Whoa, what is this? Like a Texas bathroom convention? What is happening here?" <laughs> just prepare thyself. If I can handle, the- I'd never see. I look like a you look like a used car lot when we pulled up mm-hmm. on our way home to Florida. I was like, "There's so many cars here. What are all these people at one place for?" This place up, it's man. crazy. I live here, and I think it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> okay, so what do you think is going to look different um, within Houston and Comic Palooza now versus like pre-COVID if we would have come pre-COVID and been able to remember it? What I think that you'll see, we still have two more months for the CDC and for the city of Houston and the state of Texas oh, to really? make like lift restrictions or make changes or watch the numbers or whatever. Um, and I know that the organizers of Comic Blues are looking at these, you know, these data and they're, they're, they're watching the regulations and they're going to make calls as we get closer to the event and go, okay, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Or they might just say, okay, everybody has to wear it. Like, I have no idea. So, so what, what I think the biggest for me difference is that we don't have the Friday anymore. So it's only going to be Saturday or Sunday unless they make an announcement closer to the con where they say, Hey guys, we're going to do Friday now too, because everybody cool, you know, like everybody's, everybody's doing great. Or, you know, like originally they said, well, we're going to have limited attendance. Well, they might not cap attendance because comic blues is the largest, you know, comic book convention in Texas. So like they don't, they need the money. They had to cancel last year. I just don't, I don't know what's going to happen in two months, but I feel like anything could. And we just kind of have to like roll with it as far as what we plan on wearing and, you know, masks and wigs or, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Right. Like we've been talking about that, like how quickly everything has been changing with like CDC guidelines and stuff, because when we were just at Disney, you know, we had to via Disney's rules and, um, CDC guidelines and stuff, we had to wear our masks all the time unless we were eating, drinking um, while stationary or like taking a quick picture. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It could, like you said, it could change at immediately. Yeah, it really could. And like, you know, when they made that adjustment, um, I, I don't think anybody's reacting um, fast enough maybe like people are still kind of being reserved and we've noticed a lot of bars and restaurants still have their sign up so you know of course the sign is up we respectfully wear our masks if you know we sit down at the table we order our drinks we take our masks like just like we always did but now we're doing it indoors and that's really nice because it's starting to get real hot here (laughs) and the mosquitoes are coming out in force um but i think as we get closer maybe more and more businesses are going to ease up a little bit you know as as they feel more comfortable and their employees feel more comfortable and their patrons are feeling more comfortable so i just you know we're well, just like gonna roll said, with it there's like a the trend continues of of cases going down right. and, and people getting vaccinated goes up and you know they can change it and yeah fingers yeah. crossed Okay, Sheila, so for anybody who is going to Comic Palooza for the first time or even just thinking about it, um, what do you think is like the best options um, accommodation wise 
um, for Houston and this convention. What do you mean? What do you mean accommodations? Oh. Hotels, oh. lady. Oh, right, right, yeah. So like making accommodations. Oh, no, no, no. oh, okay. So yeah, like you, you might be one of the only folks that I know that are coming in from out of state, even if you're driving, like there's a lot of people that come here from San Antonio, Dallas, um, Austin, some of the lar- uh, smaller cities that will come to Houston, stay in the hotels around the downtown area. That's normal. Um, so we are going to see a lot of that. And I know that the hotels down, downtown are going to be super excited about having um, more patrons you know in their businesses because we've uh, we've been suffering just like everybody else but for you two specifically because you're so used to staying you know downtown Atlanta going to Dragon Con being within walking distance I would highly recommend two specific hotels hashtag they are not a sponsor (laughs) there's um there's the Marriott Marquis which was built for the most recent um Super Bowl that we had that has that it's like it's it's legit a Texas shaped lazy river and um, they are connected to the convention center where Comic Palooza is held by a sky bridge. So that would be super comfortable for you guys because it's like you're going to be you're going to feel normal there, right? Convention center, by the way, is enormous. It's like several blocks. It's not like Peachtree, what we see in Atlanta. It's huge, and it connects to you know the Marriott Marquis and also to the Hilton downtown Houston so either one of those hotels are going to be perfect you'll never have to go outside if you don't want to um and then you can just walk to the convention via Skybridge. it's it's wonderful and I've actually stayed there before even though I do live in Houston I've stayed there just because I wanted to be closer you know right right yeah and if, if both of those are booked up there's there's more hotels around the area I would advise for you and anybody outside of Houston that, that doesn't know this but the nightlife on the east side of downtown Houston is still okay. But as you go more west towards businesses, it gets real shady after dark and you just don't want to be over there. So like the smaller boutique hotels, super, super close to the convention center. I wouldn't go any more than, you know, two, three blocks just, you know, to be safe. Yeah. And there's plenty of like restaurants around and, you know, if you're staying in a hotel there um, and you get overwhelmed by people and you're just, you're like, people are getting too close to you or there's it's too loud or you're getting the social anxiety um we can leave and we can go to my house I live seven miles away <laughs> and we can just kind of like chill out in the quiet you can pet my dog <laughs> like everything's okay <laughs> well you know I really need to uh give Amelia all the pets so yeah we're golden mom. so what do you have planned cosplay wise Ooh, um so I kind of had three categories and I, I really I want to you're thinking as well but I'll give you my opinions first because I live here and I know weather that we may or may not get um right now at the end of the pandemic since I went up a dress size not too many things are super comfortable on me right now so and also the potential of maybe having to wear a mask the whole time in the convention center I want to be comfortable period head to toe so I've I've picked um Peli Mato from the Mandalorian um because that's super comfortable and I haven't worn it outside of the house <laughs> and I'd really like to I made that um right. oh, I guess it was earlier this year I made it um so that's that's comfortable I can wear like a regular just a plain black mask with it um and not even have to really do a whole lot of makeup because you know she's like my age or older I think yeah, she's slightly older than me anyway um McGonagall <laughs> so like old witch is my aesthetic right now and cranky <laughs> sarcastic That's witch so i i said at the beginning like 
right around New Year's 2020 when we started doing the podcast that for me, 2020 was going to have big crone energy. Uh, Paige and I had watched on Netflix or one of those like a cheesy Hallmark or Lifetime style Christmas movie. And there was this uh, crone in it and they kept yelling crone. Uh, so I just really felt like I related to the crone character and the crone lifestyle. And I think I maybe uh, cursed us with the pandemic from hoping that there would be, uh, that I would have big crone energy in 2020 because I did. I, you know, sat at home in a cloak most of the year. <laughs> Yeah, those are the two things that I could pull out of my closet right now and be comfortable at Comic Palooza wearing. And and I and I think Paige, I told you before, Comic Palooza is more mainstream than what we're used to at Dragon Con. They're more family friendly. So I've worn some obscure stuff at Comic Palooza before, and I don't try to get like photos. I don't you know I don't care about like audience recognition or whatever. I just like to try things out before I know that I'm going to wear them to Dragon Con. But this time we have two days instead of three. So I think, you know, for me, I'm going to wear stuff that I feel comfortable in and that would get recognized because, you know, maybe other people are excited about going to a convention for the first time in a year and a half too. So if if seeing McGonagall makes their 10 year old happy that's wearing house robes, awesome. I'll be there for that. <laughs> yeah. So right. those are the two things I do have um, on the table ready to get assembled. Um, the, the creepy twins from the shining. I want to have those finished by comic Palooza because, you know, we always go with my husband and my niece. So my niece would be one of the twins on Saturday. Right. And then if I wear it on Sunday, then one of my friends, Melissa would dress up as a twin with me. So I, I really, really want to have those sure. finished. So as for what we have planned, um, you already kind of know part of it, Sheila. So you actually suggested that we use one of our cosplay challenges that we did for the podcast um, and use our punk Marvel um, as one of our options. Yes. Yeah, those are both ones like when we got them put together and pictures taken and stuff and we were discussing it on the podcast, we were like, yeah, we would definitely we rework these a little bit and wear them to a convention. Um, and like I said, we, we both have things we want to tweak about them and things that we might change, you know, depending on the, the temperature or the weather. Um, but we're both really excited about those. And then um, we actually are thinking about bringing another cosplay challenge that we haven't done for the podcast yet. We're actually both just now starting on them. Um, but it was another one that we drew out of a hat for, um, a mashup, um, and it is burlesque Star Wars. So we are both um, interested to see where that goes. Um, but like I said, we've just barely even started working with any of it. So if that doesn't work out, we have a bunch of backups too. So we'll see. Yeah, the only other one I really talked about doing that I think I might still do on our second day at Comic Palooza is I talked about doing some version of Lee Scoresby. Uh, since A, I'm super obsessed with his dark materials, and B, Lee Scoresby's, you know, he's from the country of Texas, so. Right. Um, okay, Sheila, what do you think is, like, your favorite part or, like, the very best part of Comic Palooza? Uh, 
for me, it's in the past, other than the first time that I went, it was always nice to try on costumes that I would want to wear to Dragon Con later and be that as like the trial six month out kind of thing. <laughs> but I I like I like just walking the floor. I like to people watch. They they have everything kind of like set up in just this one big convention center and there's there's some rooms for D and D. There's some rooms for panels. They have all the the celebrities kind of off in the corner. Um, but I like to people watch. I like to walk around. I really don't like to talk to people because <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes I will shop, but I in the past it's been like I'll do a few hours around the floor and then I'm ready to go change or I'm ready to go get something to eat or run home or whatever. So. Um, I really don't know what my energy is going to be this year. I honestly don't know, but I will have a lot of espresso. So I'll be ready <laughs> to go. <laughs> and I, I'd also suggested that if, if you guys wanted to like legit be nerds and go have shawarma on Friday night, when you guys get in, in your punk or casual Marvel, we could do that right next to the convention center in the hotels. And I have friends here in Houston that do go to Dragon Con that would also show up in their Marvel get-ups so just oh, you know cool. if you're hungry <laughs> after a long drive and a stop at Bucky's we'll be ready awesome awesome okay Sheila what did we forget I'm sure there's something we got so excited and amped up talking about um finally getting to hang out again and go to our first con so what did we not touch on comic palooza wise I think one thing we didn't maybe talk about was how different it is from Dragon Con and some of the other conventions that we've gone to oh. you're not going to see a whole lot of overnight parties yeah like um it, everything downtown houston just kind of shuts down at the end of the convention day and so people just disperse like we're a commuter city people go home and the ones that are staying downtown will probably just chill out in their hotel if you're staying in the marriott you'll probably just go out by the pool um you could go to our house like it's you're not going to have like these late parties here that you would normally right. experience at dragon con that's well you know i think you know dragon con is kind of singular in that way for us because you know um it is the biggest convention we go to we went to c2e2 this well in 2020 uh right before covid hit and uh that is uh also a very big con um and so we didn't end up even going to an after party there. Uh, we just went and ate bread in our hotel room. Um, but like our smaller conventions that we go to um, that are closer to home, uh, easier for, you know, a one to two day trip. Um, they don't they don't do a lot of uh, late night parties like Dragon Con. So that really is more of our, you know, stay up all night uh, conventions, whereas the other ones are more normal. So this is probably, uh, Comic Palooza is probably get going to be just what we're used to um only on a bigger scale I would imagine like I said you will see a little bit of everything in every category <laughs> oh my god I cannot wait I'm so excited you guys are coming down I know we have yeah. no idea <laughs> we're, we're we're freaking pumped too yeah. Jesse will cry on the way down I'm sorry uh, probably I'll probably start yeah about a week yeah before. and like just let me know ahead of time if you're not okay with hugs <laughs> no, I'm a I'll hugger be fine. and it's been a very long time <laughs> no, I'll be fine no, yeah I'll be fine uh, oh, no. again I may be crying but 
No, she will for sure cry. She's a I'll cry. Yeah, this is a big point. deal. This is an emotional thing. Like it's been a right. shit year and a half. Like this is right. a this is a well, big like- thing. And I will not fault anybody for getting emotional. Like I right. I will I'm too. And I'm I'm usually pretty like, you know, frigid on the outside. Like I'm <laughs> I might lose my shit. Who knows? Okay, Sheila, thank you so much for being on with us again. And we are so excited to see you here in just a couple a month and a half. Yeah, another uh, yeah, month. Something like that. Thanks yeah. for having me on. I'm a yeah, huge we're fan. So excited. Huge I fan. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, we appreciate it. Yeah. We've cried a couple times. <laughs> we appreciate no it so very much. So anytime, anytime, ladies. Give uh, Amelia a pet for me. Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys hug each other and make it real weird, okay? <laughs> we'll we'll pretend like we did. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. As you can tell, we're super excited to go to Comic Palooza and hang out with our friend Sheila and just get back into the con culture that we so so very much Eat miss. Shawarma. Eat some shawarma. Yeah, just do some nerdy stuff. We're excited. Um, Cosplay in public. It's going to be crazy. Road trip. I'm going to make you go to so many. Got to go see Bucky the Beaver. Bucky the Beaver. Yeah. I'm going to make you go to like world's largest pot of paint or something pot of paint great whatever this world's largest on our way we're stopping at um so world's largest bone oh jesus i don't know that's on our way i'm gonna look up world's largest everything on our way uh i'm sure that sounds riveting to you listener and if you'd like to follow along with those uh adventures that we're gonna (laughs) go on on our uh not our field trip i was gonna say field trip but it's a road trip when i went to when uh, I took a road trip to out east to Philadelphia. We stopped at a place where you put your foot in a rock and it took you back in time. That's Outlander. No, you put your foot in a rock. And it takes you back to Woolly Mammoth. So if you want to keep up with those kinds of adventures that we go on. You just uh, cut out everything I say on this podcast. A lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod. We're also over on the Twitter at Cosplay Pod. You call it the Twitter, you sound 5,000. Well, that's I feel 5,000 years old when I'm on the Twitter. So. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it. Uh, oh, no. But you can also send things uh, over to Jessie on the email, and she's going to tell you about that now because that's where she resides. Yeah, you can send me uh, corrections. I like to try to mention corrections earlier in my end of episode spiel because we really do, um, again, it's hard for me sometimes to take negative criticism, but we do want any corrections, anything that we miss anything that we said that was factually wrong we want to fix that because we're not assholes interesting plants and mushrooms just because i'm into that weird fish picks you guys know i'm your number one gal for weird fish picks um nerd news yeah yeah cosplay pictures cosplay news con news nerd news Um, cosplay challenge ideas, cosplay challenges that you have done, mm-hmm. cocktail recipes, mocktail recipes, mm. questions for I ask you a question, answers for I ask you a question. Jesse, where can they send that to? Email. What's our email? <laughs> dot com. Dot com. Email dot com. 
Uh, where can they send that to, Jesse? The Duke from Moulin Rouge at gmail.com. <laughs> if you'd like to send any of the previous to our email, our email can be located at cosplayingcocktailspod at gmail.com. That's gmail.com. Okay, are we done? Yeah, you thought I couldn't do it, but I did it. You sure did. Okay, bye! Bye!